This podcast represents the opinions of our hosts and guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. This podcast also does not establish a standard of care, doctor-patient or client relationship. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. And because each person is so unique, all listeners are encouraged to connect with counseling and medical professionals for assistance with their personal journey. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect the privacy of those involved. You're listening to the We're Not Fine podcast with Doug Jensen and Dr. Talia Jackson. So, Doug, are you ready for Thanksgiving this year? No. (laughs) You know, it has become a complicated web in my family. So years ago, we decided just to kind of have my two kids and their mother and maybe a friend or two over for Thanksgiving. But now my, my kids are everywhere. So my older lives in L.A., my younger lives in Chicago and kind of starting to, you know, work and, and just got a job actually yesterday. So we are so up in the air navigating what to do. And you know what was so nice when both of my kids were in L.A.? We would have this amazing catered meal from Wexler's Deli. It was absolutely phenomenal. That turkey was the best I've ever had. It was like smoked um, and great sides. Mm. So we would like go there, just have it catered. It was a really lovely experience. Met some amazing friends uh, in L.A. last year at my in my uh, younger do- younger child's rooftop. So we don't have that same ritual anymore. So I'm I'm entirely up in the air. What about you guys? Oh, and the rituals are everything, right? It's like. Yep. I love Thanksgiving more than most holidays because it doesn't, at least in my family, it doesn't carry with it all of these really heavy Jewish (laughs) obligations of like needing to do these certain things or honor people in certain ways. Or, I mean, if we would come to my mom's house for like a Passover dinner and we were feeling especially squirrely and ADHD and weren't able to just sit and absorb all of her knowledge, it would almost every Jewish holiday would end up in some sort of like tears. Right. Uh And so Thanksgiving It's just our sweet little family. My mom does come and join us, but because it's not her holiday and she doesn't feel the weight of the ancestors watching over us and rolling in their graves if we do something wrong, she could just sit and have a glass of wine and enjoy. And it's (laughs) the best. And you know, I'm all about the good vibes. And so, yeah, how can it go wrong with just like food, drink, family, if you kind of keep your expectations low. <laughs> Did you say what could go wrong? <laughs> da, da, da. Um, oh what could go wrong? Could you choke on a turkey bone? Could somebody bring up politics or ask Ooh. you why you're still single? Or come out or whatever it might be. Yeah, I, I could be Ooh, a number that would of be things. fun. Greg, what about you? Oh, kind of, kind of similar to Talia. Um, Thanksgiving is uh, one that follows my favorite hol- or favorite season, and Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because it's all of the family and fun without the commercialization of presents and gift giving and mm-hmm. 
the negative stuff that comes from that. Cause I, I remember growing up in my grandparents' house, there'd be like 40 people there and it's the same people at Christmas gathering as, a, as a, there were at Thanksgiving, but at Christmas, all the kids are like huddled around all the gifts, shaking things and wanting to know when they can open presents. And it's all about me, 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 me. <laughs> and Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is like none of that. It's like the cousins playing with each other, running around, climbing trees and, you know, um, just catching up with the family without all the other stuff that kind of got in the way. Right. So, yeah, I think that that's the good vibes, right? As Talia said, it was was a great thing. But today we are sort of talking turkey (laughs) about about holiday gatherings. So how do we manage this? You know, holidays with any family member can be a a dun-dun-dun moment. (laughs) Yeah, we need some music. Talia said. We need some some ominous music. (laughs) There we go. Did you just do that? That's amazing. We are like next level podcast. Greg, I that was clever. That from us? Yeah, yeah. We've got, we've, got, we've got some skills over here. Oh, boy. Wow. Thank God wow. we're not in charge of the soundboard, Talia. Well, the first thing I think that we all need to do is prepare ourselves emotionally. I think a part of the biggest issue that we have with all of these family holidays is that there is this tiny part of us that is in opposition with reality that like we have this fantasy because what we think Christmas or Hanukkah or Thanksgiving or whatever should look like what other people's families do, what other people's lives look like on Instagram, which is never real, right? It's like the one moment before everything falls apart. It's like their highlight and you're comparing it to your lowlights. But I feel like if you set your expectations that my family can sometimes be a bit of a disappointment or I really want this one uncle to love me and he never will. Or I wish my parents saw me in this light and they don't, or I wish I had a different relationship or all these really deep, painful feelings. If you mourn before you go and just set yourself up for success in thinking like, okay, what are my little elevator stories? Like my 30 seconds, if I'm in an elevator and I've got 30 seconds and I know aunt Jeannie is going to ask me why I'm still fat or single or whatever it is. I am going to think of that beautiful 30 second statement of what I'm going to say to her. Sort of like your sound bites, your little mini sound bites for how to respond to any kind of particular thing. Yes, Greg, I'm stealing it. I love it so much. Your sound bite. What is going to be your sound bite? Why am I still single? Why am I still fat? Why am I still, you know, it's like all these things that are like so triggering by like this person, you can just get into a place of self-love and just be like, hmm, I could say a whole bunch of really mean things. I could disengage. I could walk away or I could just be like, I actually am feeling really good with who I am and my life. And I guess I'm just lucky that way. Or like, I guess I'm just not in a miserable marriage or I'm feeling really good and healthy and thanks for asking or, you know, whatever that looks like. And also I would say, think about what does my long-term relationship need to look like with all of these people? Like Thanksgiving isn't the time 
to set all of your relationships straight. If your relationships suck with certain people, I say prepare yourself <laughs> emotionally. Don't try to fix those relationships right now. And if you need to be more boundaried around like, okay, I always get triggered after Uncle Jim has that third drink and starts getting whatever, then be like, you know what? I've got 45 minutes. I don't care what kind of lies I need to tell. I'm going to show up with love in my heart because I know that I only have to give them 45 minutes of this show and then I'm going to go home and eat the rest of my turkey by myself and feel relieved that I left when I wanted to leave. And that's honoring yourself. So of course, as everybody who knows me knows, um, I believe that one should not have to put on a show. One should not have to pretend. One should not have to be someone other than themselves to accommodate others. And I believe two things about this. One is life is too short. And so spending time kind of having to hold your breath and like manage uh, what I, you know, when you talk about some aunt who might say those things, I don't, I'm not fond of that. I don't think people need to, I think people earn regard. Um, I think just because people are blood does not mean you're their family. Um, I think we can choose our own families. And I go to the root of like what the Thanksgiving, not to go into the history of Thanksgiving too much, because that's a very complicated matter. But I take the word thanks out of it. And I think to myself, it's a day, you know, we're all talking about it being this lovely holiday where the expectations are lower. It's about getting together with loved ones. It's about getting together and having a great feast uh, of food, which it doesn't have to be a turkey. I would tell everybody like whatever food you want to eat, even if it's just cake, um, cheesecake, <laughs> everyone knows I love cheesecake. So, um, but the thing that I would say is like every day of your life and I Thanksgiving included, should be one where you are replenished, ideally, where you don't have to go in kind of with this battle armor on. Um, and so I say, you know, you don't have to do family obligations. You don't have to go to family holidays if you know it's going to be fraught with people who are negative or you're going to leave angry or you're going to leave hurt or you're going to feel unresolved or you're going to feel like you wanted to punch somebody in the face. Um, I just don't think that's healthy for people. And because I think life is too short and because I think we should be giving thanks and we should have a day of gratitude for, you know, what it is that's going great in our lives. Um, I really feel like I'm not, I'm not big on the concept of like having to put on armor in order to go to a family event. So I say, make it, make it a meaningful ritual for you. Make the day full of joy and replenishment instead of depletion. So Doug, can I, challenge you a little bit on that. Of course. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna kind of sit right in between the two of you on, on, on this subject. I'm because I, I I really appreciate Talia's point of view in that be prepared. Like there's stuff that you know is gonna come up because you know your family, right? You know what's yep. gonna happen. And yep. Doug, I appreciate the fact that you're saying you don't have to put yourself in that. You don't have to like allow yourself to be tortured. <laughs> you, 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 can choose, you can choose not to be tortured. However, there, there's a reason why this is a tension for everybody. Right. And, and it's because you do have a draw to go anyway. Right. You know, your grandmother doesn't see you that often. Right. And you really like her Turkey and the family recipe for dressing or whatever it is. Right. And so it's not as black and white to me as we're avoiding the bad uncle or I don't want to be with that cousin or that thing or that, you know, it, it's also the other side of 
again, giving and family and being with the people that you know appreciate you and you want to see them, it's a mix and a blend, right? So how do you weigh that out? How do you well, decide? You use the right word, weigh. <laughs> like I use the words replenishment and depletion. I kind of always tell people like, take a look at that scale. And if the scale of like the pros of going outweigh the cons of going, which I think people can get very clear on that. Like if you're saying, I'm going to not see my grandma forever. It's a way to see her. It's a way to enjoy her turkey recipe. That might be enough to, to switch or, or push that scale to the other side where it's really to my benefit. I'm going to leave feeling like I'm really glad I went. But what I hear, and I will tell you, I've heard it for decades now, you know, people who go to these family events and they're like, that was fucked up. It was mm -hmm. negative. It was hard. I don't leave feeling like I even enjoyed digesting my food that grandma made because <laughs> there was that person who was so negative and scowling and critical and, and, and making my life difficult. And I would say you can see grandma another time and you can say how much, you know, you wish you could be there, but these are the difficulties that kind of prohibit you from going. I just think, you know, and there's so many ways that I could look at family, but um, Greg, I would say to answer your question, like weigh the pros and cons. It is a weight, weight. And uh, again, replenishment versus depletion would be, the two values I would put on that evaluation. Well, one thing I, I liked about what you said, Doug, is about another time, right? Because I've course. done that myself, and not, and not just with holidays gatherings, but also with friends, right? So who's going to yeah. be there? Or, uh, or you know, asking in advance, you know, Talia, to your, your point about preparing sound bites, asking the right questions to know what kind of position you're going to put yourself in. Right. So who's going to show up, who's going to be there this time. Um, who's staying there. Yeah. Um, I've, I've done situations where I've come late and stayed after. So mm -hmm. I got, I didn't have to endure everything, but I was able to, to get the time, the one-on-one -on -one time or the time with the people that were important, right. Um, or important to me. And then, um, you know, same thing coming early and then maybe, you know, not staying through the entire ritual, um, but, but just enough to, you know, well, and Greg, things. you make a really good point of maybe there's a way to navigate it differently. I've had couples who travel for their holidays, their family holidays, and they'll rent a hotel instead of staying at the house where they feel trapped. So they can kind of come and go as their, you know, capacity changes. Talia, you know, when you referenced your mother and that, you know, maybe it's not her holiday, right? Like that's the other piece that I would say is not, not everybody needs to celebrate a holiday just because our culture creates rituals or expectations around it. I really think that the beauty of this life is that we get to choose how we spend our life. Some people will do nothing on, on Thanksgiving and that's okay. I really love the idea of, have you guys been seeing the memes and the gifs or gifs or whatever they are about just like November, I'm going to say no to everything. <laughs> There's something, I think what all three of us are saying is if we feel really trapped in obligation in expectation, if we do something slightly out of the norm of what our family expects or what society yeah. expects, it doesn't have to actually feel bad to us. We can feel a little bit more free maybe in the decisions we're making. Like Greg, you were saying like, I'd like to show up a little late and stay a little late because that means I get to, you know, do this and that. We get to decide how long we stay for if we're staying 
in a hotel nearby, if we give ourselves an out, that means we only have 45 minutes and we are going to put on a show because that's the price that we are going to pay for being a part of this beautiful family. But this large hustle and bustle is not our jam. That is what Friendsgiving is for. So like we're doing our Thanksgiving, which like everyone would say some people love it so much because they were the luckiest people on earth to be born into the perfect family that is very loving. Which doesn't exist. but doesn't exist. I've yet to meet them. I've seen them on Instagram, but I don't think they exist. But in reality, we're all dealing with the family that we're dealing with and everybody's wishes and needs and desires and longing and hoping and sadness and mourning and whatever that is. So we just have to make sure we're taking care of ourselves and we're going to make this as meaningful and beautiful as it can possibly be, which might mean minimal time doing the obligatory things. And like the day after Thanksgiving, we love to do a Friendsgiving where it's just like, that's our jam and that's our fun. And it is pajamas and mimosas and the kids are running around playing and zero obligations. Come and go. You don't have to put on airs. It's just freedom. And, and that's you know what I'm in- hoping will carry out the tradition yeah. of just that freedom and joy. I mean, Talia, that's in a nutshell what I'm referring to. Um, and I will tell you that my, my holidays with my kids are always that. Like we have mm. amazing food. I've decided I don't like cooking all that much. So I usually have it catered at this point uh, for people that actually do it for a living. And I hopefully support their business. But I make it easy. It. Mimosas, 100%. You know, and we do all kinds of different holidays and traditions now. But I really decided a long time ago to cut out family dynamic that was harmful or mm-hmm. shaming or blaming or critical. I mean, it's just too much. So this Friendsgiving you're talking about is so beautiful because that's really, and, and whether that's a friends or whether there's a family, like it should be an enjoyable experience. Or your chosen family, picking 100%. choosing your favorite people. hundred percent. I, mm-hmm. you know, I honestly, I couldn't do it any other way. I've been doing my chosen family. Uh, a lot of members of the LGBTQ community historically have always done that because of some rejection from family of origin. So it's a very common concept in my community. And so, uh, while I, while I have kids and I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for that experience. Um, I love spending time with them. I've created rituals that I hope are enjoyable for, for the family that I've created and chosen. So I love that idea. It's really all about it to me. Talia, I really like your thoughts on giving yourself outs. And I'm sure that there are a lot of ways that, especially with families, have done that, right? Um, in terms of um, excuses, oh, the kids need to get to bed, or um, they have this thing going on, or we have this thing going on at home, or um, we didn't sleep well last night. Cough, cough, cough. cough. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like that idea. I've also, um, as as my family has evolved over time, um, the hotel thing is priceless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Priceless. And then you, know, you come and go as you please and you have right. that freedom. But there are family families in my family, especially if my mom was still alive, my family, she would be very much like, we all need to be in the same house under the same roof, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but that space, and it's not about, 
it's not about a dislike. It's more about knowing where my comfort boundaries are and sure. knowing what's yep. a good space for me. So I'm the cheerful Greg and not the annoyed. Um, <laughs> where very crucial, Greg, right? <laughs> very crucial to figure out that very That's important that. information to yeah. show up with love in your heart. And like, how do I take care of my own needs so that I can show up with love in my heart? And if the only way I can do that is if I get a tremendous amount of space yeah, and then I can show up for the best 45 minutes of our lives and then leave people wanting more, I feel like that's better than showing up drowning in obligation and a sour attitude and feeling trapped and looking out the window. Yeah, absolutely. And And then, you know, you're, you just touched on obligation again. Um, Thinking about what we're talking about ways that affects us, but I guess there's also the, the flip side of, how us showing up affects others, right? So the hotel situation is another great example where sometimes I don't want the family to be concerned about getting the room ready or having to go through all these extra things that they don't normally do or open up a part of the house that they don't normally use, you know, to just for me, I'd rather just focus on our time together and not all the at a layer of anxiety, you know, a week in advance. And then while I'm there, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. We sometimes forget about that too. Which I think the important part that you're referencing is that it's about communicating as well ahead of time and doing some preparation with those people. It's not just about preparing yourself against, you know, the, the, the potential challenges. It's about making sure that you have communicated what you need from that experience with your loved ones who are hosting. And it's okay. I think people should ask for what they need in that regard. So that's what you're talking about, Greg, too. Like, you know, let them know ahead of time. I can do this, but I'm not, I'm not really interested in this. And I don't want to waste time, you know, hustle bustle about this particular issue or whatnot. Like, I think people also end up cramming a lot into those holidays and it's too much. Make it simple, make it reasonable and make sure that you are listening to like what is going to replenish again versus deplete you from that experience. It can be exhausting. Not that it's not going to be tiring anyway to travel and whatnot, but, you know, make it work. This is this is a very revolutionary idea. But what if every person that's listening to this, if you're hosting, set the expectations as I am going to love whatever organically unfolds. I don't need anyone to do anything, show up in any certain way. If this is about Thanksgiving, it's about gratitude and about togetherness. Let go of the obligation and let go of all of the expectations. Like be at peace with who you're actually having Thanksgiving dinner with. Yep. who they actually are, not who you think they should be, who you think they should be with, how you think they should be acting. Because sometimes like it is about like the hosts set the stage for like, oh, Bob never brings anything or like, you know, just like lower the expectations. I'm so lucky that people are coming over to my house. I'm so lucky that even though this is a stressful time of year, people are going out of their way to show up. I'm going to be welcoming and I'm going to be friendly and I'm not going to talk politics. 
Doug, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, I'm thinking two things. <laughs> I, I think that's exactly what we're talking about. I think we're talking about being open and honest about what you need and want from the experience and whether mm -hmm. that's hosting or whether that's attending. So I love all of that. I think that's exactly what, you know, when I, when I think about like making it something that works for you and not doing something out of obligation or not doing something because other people think you need to, I think that's a, a mistake to do that out of obligation or, you know, making sure other people are okay. That gets into that codependent category to me. Like, right. I think what, again, and I think as a host, you get to invite who you want as well. We have to stop worrying so much about what other people are experiencing, not in a rude sort of way, but rather if we don't take care of ourselves, it adds stress to our life and it follows mm -hmm. through on all of our relationships and our lifestyle. So, you know, the general theme of this podcast we're doing is to take care of yourself and make sure that, you know, the challenges in this life that create a situation where we're not fine. Um, I think we have to make sure that we're focusing in on how we can better navigate this world to make it more peaceful and enjoyable to us and not make our lives miserable. And I think holidays are so fraught with expectations from society and whatnot. And I don't know how people don't, uh, you know, obviously politics are going to be one of those things that um, I have so many, so many people I work with who have not decided to spend time with family because someone will make negative comments. And even if they ask them not to, and they've been clear, like, I don't want to talk about Biden, um, it gets brought up anyway. And I've yeah. had clients walk out of their family gatherings recently, um, just walk away and get in their car and drive. They're like, I'm not doing this because, you know, I asked very politely not to have that conversation. And people just feel this incredible need to have other people experience what they do somehow. So it's all I about I think that's that. an appropriate I think it's appropriate if, if people are not respecting your very reasonable boundaries because yep. they feel this compulsive need to what? Like instigate a fight or make you feel bad or maybe they think that they're just trying to nudge you in the right direction or try to understand why you feel the way you do. But I would say that Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of these big holidays is just sort of like a highlighter on your relationship with that person already. Yep. And it's so incredibly intense. So if you're thinking about what do I want my long-term relationship to be with this person? Do I want it to feel safer, more loving, more intimate? Then that's maybe not something that you work on at Thanksgiving. That's something that you do the groundwork. I want to feel safer. I want to feel more connected with this person. Do the groundwork so that Thanksgiving might feel different. But if you're just finding that there are people in your family you really can't stand and that you really don't get along with, yep. that's okay. Sit next to somebody else. You can literally turn around and walk away and be like, oh, I've got to go to the bathroom. I see some eggnog calling my name. I, you know, just don't engage. And then you don't have to work on that relationship outside of the holidays either. Well, and everyone is different, right? Like I am not somebody who does well with that. I have lived too long to uh, have those experiences where I just want to avoid and work around people. So I will probably say, so I asked you not to have that conversation. I'm going to ask you again. Um, and, you know, I'm, I just think it's really important to be honest and direct. And so, and I know not everybody's comfortable doing that. But I say, why not? I, you know, that when you describe, you know, that uh, maybe metaphorical or real aunt, I'm not sure, but that person who might make criticisms about you being single or, you know, whether you've put on or lost weight or whatever it is, or you've lost your hair or whatever it is, like criticism, I don't, I don't think that's even healthy. 
Yeah. Like I might, I might honestly at this point in the game say, so I'm curious about what that means to you and why you need have the need to ask me that. I'm not, so it's kind of this conflict avoidant versus not conflict avoidant approach. I believe I know. in approach. <laughs> We I, have this... I love that about us. It's like we always, before we did this podcast, I think you and I always felt like we are so aligned in absolutely, oh, absolutely. everything. Right? And like, I refer to you and you refer to me. I'm like, oh yeah, he's like the male version of me, really. But then the more we talk and we're realizing our different approaches to yeah. life, because I definitely feel like I protect harmony and good vibes at all costs, right? Which is a little bit different than I protect authenticity at all costs. It's like a continuum of if there's an annoying person, I have zero problem just ha living a long, beautiful, happy life with my back towards that person and forgetting that they exist. Whereas you might feel like, hey, buddy, I kind of think you're an asshole. Can we talk about that? <laughs> right? This is what I think, though, Talia. I would say that when we talk about Thanksgiving, it's about that person in proximity with you. So right. I don't I, I can let go of I, I truly believe I don't care how anyone lives their life, but please don't tell me how to live mine. So Agreed. that's why in the context of a family experience where you're obligated to be there and we've talked about ways to kind of navigate that differently or negotiate a way to have a hotel to get away to. Um, I think when you're stuck in that place, I, I am not big on silence and just trying to, you know, take a deep breath and walk away. Cause I have seen what that does to people's mental health, their social health. And to walk away with that stress is like not worth it. So I think it's about unless, the context. Unless you know that it's just really not about you. Like if you've done your work and you yeah. know that aunt Jeannie is really a miserable, lonely person that doesn't know how to connect with somebody and I don't have to let that get under my skin and I'm emotionally prepared that she is going to say and do these things that might want to engage me in a certain way or Aunt Jeannie yep. has a drinking problem or Aunt Jeannie has a personality disorder or yep. Aunt Jeannie is like real like dark and, and nostalgic or whatever that looks like Debbie Downer I can be like oh yeah Mm, here's my soundbite, my elevator story. I'm yeah. not going to let that get under my skin and not away at me because I don't really care what Aunt Jeannie thinks about me. I totally get that, Talia. And I, I agree with that for the most part. I think the other thing that's just dawning on me is when I had kids, I found myself needing to not want them to be part of that family experience of getting Aunt whatever's alcoholism-based comments, etc. Um, and I do have some of that in my family where, uh, my mother's can be very harmful. And so I kept my kids away from some of that because mm -hmm. she would not take that feedback. So I, I became as a dad, increasingly aware of those boundary needs regarding holidays, et cetera, which is why we've created our own and it's lovely. As so, it should be, as it should sure. be. In summary, what, what do we need to consider and what are the takeaways from holidays with family? All right. Juicy little nuggets. I'd say maybe the three takeaways are emotionally prepare yourself for the family that you actually have, not the family that you wish you had, which yeah. might require some grieving before you go in. Like, man, I wish this relationship were different or that one. 
And also think about what you want in the relationships long term. And is this a place that I'm going to do this like big work on these relationships? Or am I just going to have my boundaries, show up, have my little sound bites, wish everyone adieu, and move on? I'm going to give three basic suggestions, and they're so basic. Like, I think we all have to regard ourselves and listen to ourselves and really evaluate. I'm going to keep using these words. Like what will make a holiday and this holiday and the next holiday, what will make it replenishing and what will make it depleting and really do an evaluation of that from your own mental health. Like in order to, you know, come out of this experience feeling okay and not have it more depress you during what a lot of times people experience with seasonal affect disorder, et cetera, symptoms, um, make sure that you are listening to yourself and that you know what it is that you need and want. And, and be honest about that and do any preparation you need for that, but you don't have any obligation to go. So I would say first, evaluate yourself. Number two, I would say create really meaningful rituals. Like decide what the rituals are that you want Thanksgiving to be. Again, remember the whole point is to be able to give thanks and to be, to be grateful. Um, and the third thing I'd say is eat well and enjoy yourself and you know enjoy the feast of uh, whatever it is that you have on your table. Um, but really, at the end of the day, staying in that place, I don't mean to be too trite about this, but stay grateful and stay thankful. And in order to do that, we have to take care of ourselves. I love Happy Thanksgiving, it. everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, Happy gobble. Thanksgiving. Have a question for Doug or Talia. Email us your questions at questions at renotfine.com. Eligible questions will be randomly selected for upcoming episodes. For details, visit our website at renotfine.com. Join us every Tuesday for new conversations, new challenging topics, and fun.